Welcome to On the Journey Conversations. I'm your host, Sandy Wisdom Martin. Today's episode is brought to you by the Christian Women's Leadership Center of Women's Missionary Union, where God's mission is our passion. Today's guest is D.P. Smith, an adjunct professor at Mississippi College. D.P., welcome. Thank you. Glad to have you here. It's good to be here. D.P., you were like one of the untouchable heroes of my youth. I didn't know you, but I first learned of you as a youth at a convention for girls. Thousands were gathered in an arena. The next missionary speaker was introduced, and you came on stage riding a unicycle, throwing confetti, and the crowd was captivated with anything you had to say. Do you remember that experience? Uh, Like I was supposed to be able to forget. (laughs) 14,000 screaming, high school and junior high. Yeah, I was one of those. Oh oh my goodness, that is just wild. Uh, You have to know this, that uh, for my next birthday, I asked for a unicycle. Are you kidding me? How old were you when you did that? You know, in 84, I would have been 19 and 84. Um, but yeah, I got That's, a unit. They're, they're not as easy to ride as one would think. John Bewley at Broadmoor Baptist Church came as the activities director. And I saw him on a unicycle and my jaw hit the floor as a teenager, as a junior high student. And so I was like, oh, oh my goodness. How do you do that? And so he, we really hit it off. And he was my mentor into ministry and everything else like that. Uh, just precious. B- big influence was just as he made an influence on me. I'm just amazed that I was able to just catch your attention just a little bit. What kid remembers the missionary speaker 40 years later? I mean, I know. that's the kind of influence... <laughs> You had. I think one of the funny things was when I was supposed to come in on the unicycle, make a loop around the stage, and I am on one wheel hopping television cables, which are not small at that time, and then jumping up on the platform. Uh Well, no, I jumped off it, and then I jumped up and had this handful of glitter and said, Hi, I'm D.P. Smith, and I'm a missionary, and sling glitter up in the air. (laughs) DP, you became a missionary. Tell me about that process. Oh, that is that did not happen suddenly. It really happened all the way back from the time that I was a sunbeam. And all the way through, my church, Broadmoor Baptist Church of Jackson, Mississippi, had a missions emphasis from the time that my nose was leveled to the table where they would have missionary displays and my eyeballs were just above the edge. And so the ladies that were there, uh, Lukey Grant, I, I, I called her Mama Lukey, they nurtured us to learn scripture, to go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son. Okay, all of this, these promises and these commands, and then introducing us to real life missionaries. And so with that, I had the influence from my youngest youth, and also my cousins were missionaries in Nigeria. So you didn't have a chance. Well, I know. It was just interesting, but it was a constant positive influence and nurturing. Right. Yeah. And then we went on mission trips as youth choirs. And we learned skills of backyard Bible clubs and vacation Bible school and using what we knew to that time for children. 
And it just kept going that way. So when the time came, I became uh, a major in art after 11 other things, probably in college. <laughs> but when I was 13 at camp, my youth minister would always use us and help get us to help him with anything, any skill we might have. Well, it was John Bewley making these very large paintings and decorating for banquets. And I thought, oh, look at that. And so he taught me how to do it. So when I was 13, my youth minister asked me a question. This was after a time where we'd had a worship service that was like none other I'd ever been in in my life. It was one of those times where God showed up and he literally, his spirit came into that meeting of young people. Out of that meeting, there were numerous missionaries. Numerous went into ministry. But what we did not know is that when we left the parking lot as a youth group for camp, the parents came in and went on their knees. The power of prayer and the young man that was leading it told the story of Moses. And he said, what do you have in your hand, Moses? The question that God had asked Moses at the burning bush. He says, it's just a rod. He said, throw it down, Moses. And Ken Meadema did a song, you know, Oh, Moses. Yes. way back there in the wilderness. And, and he talks about that then God instructs him to pick it up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's seeing a snake. Yes. He's like, okay, this could be dangerous. He picks it up and it's no longer a snake. But now it is not Moses' shepherd's rod. It is the rod of God for him to use as God wants him to use it. And so he is now no longer the shepherd of just sheep and goats and animals. He is now under God's direction. So that was a defining moment. Oh, it was a defining moment. In your and life. Absolutely. And you remember it in great detail decades later. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. One after the other, young people were getting saved. Not playing saved. Yes. Getting saved. Understanding what it meant to have Jesus as Lord. Yes. Surrendering as Lord. Teenagers. And, and giving their lives fully, wholly over to God's control. We had, and I, I mean, I sat there for a, the longest time and thinking and, and trying to listen. Lord, what are you saying to me? And I, and I said, you know, Lord, whatever. And I really felt that he was calling me to do something for him. And I thought, what could you do with me? And my youth minister says, well, what do you think God may want you to do? And I looked at him and I said, I have no idea. I just draw pictures for you, <laughs> which I did. Yeah. Little did I know what that would mean. As a whole lifetime of ministry, uh huh. I want to go back to parents after their kids left for camp, praying, on their knees praying. Yes. Do you think those parents had any idea? There's no way they could. There's that no way they could. Amazing. What they were doing is they were going in love and praying that God would do what they could not do as parents. Yeah. 
to take them farther than anybody that's in ministry could take them, than any parent can take them, but that we would connect with God himself. And it was amazing. That is incredible. So you're 13, you're going through high school, God called you to seminary. It's sem- you, you, did you graduate with an art degree? From where? From college? Yes. Yes, I did. Of course, I, I changed to art to my parents' dismay. <laughs> Three weeks into the second semester of my junior year. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. Really? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Just land the plane. Land the plane. <laughs> There's one thing that I can say God will God has used every single thing. All of the sciences, all of the you know, all of that that wandering in the collegiate wilderness. Yes. And I always had an interest in, in the sciences, because both my parents were in the sciences. It was it was kind of a natural thing. For me to want to do the sciences. I can remember vividly my junior year doing a kinesiology exam or physiology or something like that. And my friend came down the hall griping about doing a watercolor. Hmm, this doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> and I really, and I started thinking, okay, Lord, you know. What? I do like to draw pictures. I, and I was like, you know, why did that hit me the way it did? What, what was it? And so I kept thinking back over that phrase. Oh, well, I just draw pictures for you. And so I went to the dean's office. Who was my friend? Yet again. Yet again. (laughs) (laughs) And I bounced into the the dean's office. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) I said, okay, I have a question for you. And she said, okay, what's that? I said, "Um, can I change my major to art? Of course, she leans over her desk and she's looking at the calendar going, the semester started three weeks ago. And she looked at me and I just said, I just feel like that's what the Lord wants me to do. And she just had the most quizzical look on her face, but knowing, you know, and so she said, okay, here's the deal. I'm not going to say yes, but if you can go talk the art department into it, I'll say yes. So I went over there. Three weeks into the semester, which you're not even supposed to be able to add a class by that time. It was became an art major. Became an art major. <laughs> it was the right thing. It was right. It was what where I was supposed to be. And I was goofy enough that I did not know all of the things that you, you know, were supposed to do or and not supposed, supposed to, to do. do. So creativity was really on the rampage with me. They never knew what I was going to bring in next. <laughs> so you finished college? And you know, because you've given your heart to the Lord at 13, Mm -hmm. I'll go wherever you lead. And that laid the Southwestern Seminary. It did. And Mm -hmm. what kind of degree did you get there? Because you don't know what God is preparing you for. Uh, You're right. And all I had been involved with was youth ministry. Yeah. And so I said, "Hmm, I'll do youth ministry. Yeah. Uh, I did that. Fabulous. Dr. Philip H. Briggs just influenced me so much and encouraged me and guided me. Uh, in my studies there. And so youth were always part of my passion. Thus, I love the college scene right now and have never left the idea of loving youth, believing that they could do anything, sometimes if we will get out of their way and just guide them. So how do you get to Africa from Fort Worth? 
I know, isn't that a question? During the missions conference, I had been asked to, to help through art to do the stage sets for the, mu for the missions conferences at Southwestern Seminary. And we did a lot of interesting, very unusual things. Even in the midst of all the stage set and doing lighting and continued to meet missions people, because I was the interim minister of youth, at a church, and so on that Sunday, I snuck in, and at the end of the service, I'm, I'm the only one in the balcony now, because I had to leave early. But I wrote, God, I want you to take my paintbrushes, ink pens, and art, and use them anywhere in the world. All to Jesus, I surrender. You've given me ability in art. I can do nothing without your creative spirit that you give. I want to do your will. I can't do it, but Lord, please do it through me. And I signed that, and that was March the 12th, 78. 78, and from there? From there, I was doing youth ministry interim. I was the fire department of youth ministry in several large churches, and then while across the street from First Baptist Church, Jackson, Marjean Patterson called me from the WMU department <laughs> and said that they wanted to interview me as the acting consultant for Mississippi Baptist. Okay. So youth, missions. It fits. It fits. And I'm sure you can make a few stages uh, yeah, so in this it was, role. Yeah, loads yeah. of fun. I didn't know what all I was going to be doing. Then we went to Glorietta. And again, I'm on the back row because I snuck in late. When the time for the invitation came, I had no idea what had happened, but I find myself, and I realize that I am walking down the aisle to go to the front to talk to someone. I greeted whoever it was, and they said, why are you here? I said, I haven't I have the foggiest no idea. idea, but I feel like I just got punted into the aisle. Uh, I've already said that I'm willing to do whatever God wants me to do, if it's yeah. missions or whatever. What I did not know is that I was going to need to know that date on the calendar because that was the date the job description was being written that I filled in West Africa. Oh, my goodness. But I, there was no way I could have known that. A job description for an artist? I know that's a little weird, don't you think? That, I, that is weird. Uh-huh. And I saw the request. It was just three words, Ivory Coast, artist. And I saw it on a, a list of top 10 requests on a pamphlet in the, as I was loading boxes with the WMU materials to go out and do training conferences. And I remember where I was standing when I saw it. We are going to leave today's episode at this cliffhanger. Tune in next week and we will continue the conversation with DP. You will hear how God used her in West Africa, South Asia, and continues to use her today in ministry at Mississippi College. See you next week.